Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to Big Bets on Campus podcast. This is the week zero college football betting recap. And week one, look ahead. I'm Stucky. With me, as always, is Colin Wilson. We were, some years we do this week zero review, and some years we don't. There's just, you know, sometimes there's a couple, only a couple games. And we started off with such an amazing game, Nebraska. I'm getting messages from our producer. The voicemails are flowing in. So I said, you know what? Let's do a, uh, We're going to do one. Um, as long as we got some good voicemails. And then you guys obviously came through, as always. If there are any new listeners out there, thank you. Welcome this season. And if you're not familiar, what we do on these episodes, which come out each Monday, is we look back at the weekend that was. And then we'll look ahead to the weekday games. And then later in the week, we have our group of five episode this week. That's going to actually come out. And then our week one bonanza where we preview the entire weekend, Thursday through Monday, uh, that's going to come out on Thursday. Other weeks we come out on Friday, but we're doing it a day early this year. So yeah, we got, uh, it was a fun week zero, Colin. We recovered from Nebraska debacle. I mean, (laughs) We want let's just let's just get right. I just this is how we'll talk about the next game. Let's let you guys vent, and uh, and then we'll we'll talk about the same old corn, the same old stale corn. <laughs> it's nothing like that song. It's corn that's gone viral. It is the same, nothing new, nothing. Ca- it is exciting. Everybody's uh, keeping bets on when I'm going to drop the word media days on our podcast. So when I was at media days, and I said. You know, Scott Frost is now going to focus more on special teams and defense now that he's not in control of the offense. He can somebody get him out of the room on the decisions to be going for an onside kick up 11. All right. So this is what happens. Scott Frost has all this spare time on his hand and we've decided to onside kick up 11. Like, Can we just put him back in the offensive room and let Whips be in control that? Where was that decision? Okay, I've already filled my voicemail. Let's get to the voicemails because it's got to be more of that. Right. It's just hilarious. That's how they finally have a special teams coordinator. They do have a punter. Their punting was great, but they're up 11 onside kick flips the entire game. Anyway, let's, uh, let's hear from y'all. Bad beats, back doors and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the big bets on campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message. 
after the bleep. Nebraska futures. Take Nebraska. New offense coordinator. New quarterback. Same old Nebraska. Thanks, Colin. What's up, guys? Finally realized why it's called week zero, because that's how much money I make every single week. Zero. Just lost to Pat Fitzgerald. Pretty embarrassing, I mean, but hey, it's Nebraska football. I mean, we should expect this, right? Why do I keep spending money on this team? So, Colin, I just want to ask, how the f*** does an article written by the Irish Times fall into your handicap and make that actionable information? you got to chill on the WWE narratives, please. Colin, man, the Irish Times. You thought that was an angle. The Irish Times, 18 to 22-year-olds from Nebraska. I'd be interested in what the Irish motherfucking Times have to say about the football team. Hope this doesn't mean a full season looking at the daily Pravda for uh, Ole Miss updates, but holy shit, you're a fucking moron, man. I don't know what to say. I'd leave Scott Frost in fucking Dublin. I'm going to start drinking. It's going to be a long day. So all preseason, and here on the first Week Zero preview pod, all I got to hear is how much you guys love Nebraska. Regression. They're going to be better. Oh, they can't do that again. What's the one constant? It's Scott Frost, the Frosty man. I hope they don't fire him. I want him to stay. Let them live in purgatory forever. It's beautiful. How you didn't add Scott Frost into all that Nebraska money? No, the Big Ten West Championship, Colin. Oh, yeah, let's go. Over seven and a half wins. Best bet. Jeez, you guys got to be kidding me. It's Scott Frost, Huskers, and they suck. I, I just can't get it over. I'm at a wedding. Last weekend, I would attend a wedding until the middle of January, by the way. Colin, they're going to make a statement. They're going over the pond to make a statement. The only statement they're making is that Scott Frost sucks. The Nebraska hype is unbelievable. What are people seeing? They're terrible. Living in Nebraska is a f-ing travesty, guys. I need a better team. Ugh. I'm done with the season. Already waving the white flag. I'm done. Scott Frost. Scott Frost. That's it. Scott Frost. Hey, boys. Big first day for the Cornhuskers. Uh, but more importantly, just want to give a shout-out to our guy, Insider, Brett McMurphy, just flexing on everyone for having him be the only one in their top 25 uh, and getting uh, cold takes exposed on the first weekend, first game of the season. Uh, well done, Brett. Stay hot. All right. Uh, that was a public roasting. By the way, I if one of my first bets that I lost, the, the trolls will come out every day. I don't th- – th- th- you're wasting your time. I've had people trolling picks like you lost this. Yeah, no shit. I've had people do this for t- almost 20 years. Call into the voicemail. <clears throat> Listen to much more therapeutic. Well, and then it'll also give us entertainment and everyone will get to hear it. But yeah, it's like tweeting, you, you lose. Yeah, I know I lose. lose. Lose bets every day. But call into the voicemail. Look how fun that was. And you'll feel better after. But uh, a public roasting, Colin, we got Brett in there. Even my win total. Look, I didn't bet Nebraska. I, I do not bet Scott. It's exhibit 300. Why you don't bet Scott Ross is a double-digit favorite. I think he's like 7 to 15 against the spread. 
I, I will bet him as a dog. I will bet Nebraska as a dog. I'll tell you that this year. Uh, so we're not done with Nebraska. They were my most profitable team last year. So I don't. And you guys were covering with Nebraska too all the time as dogs. I don't know why you're mad at them this much because I still think they can still go over seven and a half. It's the most exciting win total in all of college football. Twelve weeks of pure circus and chaos. Now I don't know about winning the division or playing twelve. That's something you got to answer to, Colin. Irish Times thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Irish Times uh, obviously motivated uh, uh, Scott Frost so much that when he had an 11-point lead for the second time in the game, he decided to onside the kick because he really wanted to rub it in, and that all completely backfired. Some terrible, terrible coaching decision. And I think there's something else. I mean, there's a couple of things at play here. Like, the handicap obviously missed the fact that I didn't think Northwestern was going to have 528 total yards. I didn't think- look really good. Helensky's, yeah, Helensky's over 300 yards, 27, 38, you know, average yard per pass, 8.3. Casey Thompson was, as advertised, explosive, 355 yards. He had, I think, seven receivers with at least a 15-yard catch. I mean, (laughs) the offense is not broken. For Frost after the game to say, well, we have to be more creative with our offense uh, in this league, what are you talking about? Like, I I mean, this is the offense that was ran with Pitt last year that went to their conference championship. But if you look at the numbers, you know, give Northwestern's defense some credit. If you look at passing down success rate, Nebraska, 60% in the first quarter, 83% in the second quarter, then 33 and 14% in the second half in those two quarters, Northwestern actually shut down the success rate and, and the explosiveness of the Nebraska offense in the second half. So they're the ones that made the adjustments. And Scott Frost is the one that made the mistakes with going for the onside kick. And then just some other really poor decisions, but the over gets there overall for the game. I'm one for one. You know, the over gets there for everybody pretty quick. Uh, but everybody wants to focus on Nebraska blowing this game. And I saw a lot of bad handicaps in this game. Uh, Nebraska has a new center. That wasn't a problem. Nebraska has a new offensive coordinator. That wasn't the problem. The problem was Scott Frost calling that onsides. And the defense was way worse, way worse than advertised. And give give credit to Evan Hull, who tore and Nebraska apart between those two All-American tackles. Uh, it, it was pretty impressive by Northwestern from an offensive standpoint. So, um, yeah, the, yeah. they really Nebraska really risked JoJo Doman, who's their star nickel, did so, so much for them. He's on the Colts now. They really missed him out in the flats and just making tackles. And, I mean, they base, basic angles. And but you got to remember, Nebraska might turn into a cash cow. People, Nebraska last year, they lost to Illinois to start the year. Embarrassing. And then anytime they were a dog, absolutely loot. So um, not going to be a dog for a while. Their, their schedule now is an absolute clown show until Oklahoma. So feel free North to Dakota. Face. They'll still be a big favorite over North Dakota coming up here. Can't get it. Yeah, both, no, well, last, they'll, they'll just they'll rub it in on North Dakota. They did that last year, I think, against Buffalo in week two after that loss. But it wasn't a great sign that Ramir Johnson, their leading rusher, got in a fight in a casino the night before. And they didn't play. By the way, people were asking me on like prize picks, props. Yes, if he didn't play, I don't know the answer to this, by the way. If he didn't play, then your prop is voided. But he came in on the last, the last play of the game, like a on a uh, like a special teams play or something. He, he won snap towards the end of the game. So technically, I, I don't know. He played, but I don't know. It's crazy. People were asking me about that. You gotta talk to your book. But yeah, I mean, him getting in a casino fight. Right before the game, he never didn't play. He's their leading rusher last year. Not a great sign if that's what's going on. But yeah, the defense was significantly worse than I thought. That's something that they have to fix here in the bye. But uh, it was a good old corn roasting. Let's finish up. And by the way, Northwest, we all know Northwestern is going to finish the first place. They last place, first place, last place, first place. That's what they do every other year. All right, let's finish up here. You know, 
know what? First of all, it's so good to be back. You, you guys, you guys are such handsome devils and such great people. It's so good to have you here. Listen, it's Martin from Florida. I'm going to get right to the point. One of Colin's best friends. You know, if you wake up in the morning and you're Todd Orlando and you know that you suck at your job and really at life, but yet you feel good about making big stops in the second half against Charlotte so nobody can get the over and then I can wear really small shirts and then look at my muscles, look at my small balls. I'm Todd Orlando. Listen, Todd Orlando can f*** himself. Jim Harbaugh can f*** himself. And Ohio State's the best. It's going to be a great season, kids. Bye. Uh, yeah, that game was annoying. I had uh, Overall, it was a good, good first day for me, but – you know, most people probably were 500 if they followed along. And that's, I was tweeting about this last night. If you give out picks publicly on Twitter, then there's a game that you covered, but maybe not a lot of other people didn't. Don't go on Twitter and brag about it. And you should be rooting for every number. North, we'll get to the New Mexico State game. But the game that I was most disappointed about and was one of my favorite bets of the day is Charlotte, Florida Atlantic. And I mean, I was pissed because the quarterback got hurt. Well, actually, the, the worst here, I had a funny story to tell. So a bunch of people from Twitter are like, hey, I'm going to be at Stagger tonight. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to go out. So I watch every second of Saturday. I don't miss anything, but I have to shower. So I go and shower like a three-minute – I'm going to take a three-minute shower during this – in the early second quarter of the Charlotte game. Now, I have a TV in my shower, but my wife's in the bath, and she has the TV on. So I have to shower. I am just following along on my phone, and I – get out and I see Charlotte plus 14 live. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's what I was waiting for. So then I put a towel around me, go out, grab my drink, throw it on the game. I was down the basement. Now I'm out upstairs. I throw the game on and they're like Chris Reynolds to the locker room. I'm like, what the fuck? The worst timed live bets. I'm sorry if anyone else got that. I'd log that in the app too. And I could never buy it back. But Chris Reynolds, as I thought he shredded, he, he only played two quarters because he was hurt. Then they pulled him, but he was like 14 of 19 for 208 yards and two touchdowns. And the five incompletions were four wide open drops. He could have thrown for 302 quarters, could have thrown for 600 if this is a competitive game. And their backup looked like he's never played football before. At one point, he was 0 of 6 with a pick six. And I can sit there and say, look, Nikosi Perry was better than I thought. The short defense, uh, the short defense, by the way, was improved. They could not get a stop on third and long, but the run defense was better. They were a little more disciplined, but I can write that one off easily. The overbackers like yourself, that was brutal because that game I was watching and I said, damn, in the very beginning, I said, this is a dead shot over. Then obviously the starting quarterback for Charlotte gets hurt. who was a potential conference player of the year, six year senior. And, and a guy comes in who is incompetent. And then obviously the game gets away and then it dies as they do in blowouts. So my thoughts and prayers to you and to uh, anyone else who had that over. Let's attack on to what Stuggy's saying. Charlotte goes two of 13 combined third and fourth downs. Uh, not very good. Uh, they also had three trips inside the 40 yard line, only scored seven points. Again, not very good. Uh, I do appreciate the pick six there before half to get that. <laughs> if you had a first half under in that game and that pick mm. six, we got it up to 33 and it was like 30. Because it shouldn't even happen. There was a, the rest forgot to run the clock. Yeah, and so Willie Taggart uh, decides to pull Nikosi Perry and bring in his son, Willie Taggart Jr., who is just you know just as fast as, as Nikosi Perry. 
but they're just running this vanilla offense and have no interest in scoring again whatsoever. And Charlotte's lifeless and can't get any score. That was probably the most frustrating. Like I should have live bet myself out of it because the lead kept getting so high. I think I'm going to be a little bit more active with the live betting next weekend during week one. Uh, something I avoided yesterday because I, I, you know, I believed this over was going to hit, uh, but I should have protected myself with a live number. I mean, the number we had was 59 and a half and the live number was up in the 70s. So definitely something I'll be looking to change in my strategy next week. Will Hilly on the sideline just screaming, trying to hype, and his players just deadpan on their face, just <laughs> looking into space. All right. Jesus, Chris. I'm watching this Nevada and Mexico State game, and I had a lot – I had a good amount of money on this New Mexico State game. I thought they were going to have it tonight, given how shitty Nevada was looking coming into this year. But Jesus Christ, New Mexico State has had more turnovers than – my church's Sunday brunch. This is abysmal. This team sucks. Why did I put money on this team? By the way, Nevada is dreadful. They played New Mexico State one by 11, and I downgraded them, and I thought that they might be a bottom 10 team in the country. Yeah, me too. They averaged three yards per attempt. Three yards per attempt. They were absolutely dominant in this game. Got six turnovers to none. They turned it over themselves, and they didn't review it for some reason. And they kick a field goal late to get to 11. And then New Mexico State turns it over again. I am absolutely disgusted for anyone that didn't cover that game. And that's a lot of people that had it at 11 and a half. I mean, that had 10 and a half, 10, nine and a half, nine. Absolutely awful. They should have won that game outright. And they didn't cover a lot of the numbers out there. Disgusting. Nevada is horrendous. Horrendous. The One of the worst offenses I have ever seen. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, when you look at this box score, New Mexico State absolutely dominated them. Now, this is one of – which was, I think, the, the lowest power-rated team on my entire board out of all 131. I think they just hopped New Mexico. Uh, there should be some updated power ratings out there. But, you know, they more uh, more total yards. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm just looking at this. How They went 18 for 34 uh, in passing, uh, but four interceptions thrown, another fumble loss. They just killed themselves in and out of drives. But Nevada didn't cause any of that havoc. Like, this was all New Mexico State's fault for not covering. And, like, random tips and, like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of wonkiness going on. And, you know, the ball could have fallen the other way and they could have won this game outright. But if you listen to the podcast from the other night, I said, you know, watch this game closely. And if it's not looking good for Nevada, you need to go hammer into that Texas State. Now, I did it last night. It came through the action app for everybody. Five and a half was out there. As I'm speaking, Westgate just takes it down to four and a half. FanDuel's taking it down to three and a half. Your Texas State Bobcats are going to be within a field goal probably by the time this gets published. So, you know, I, this Nevada team is worse than what we advertised. Their quarterbacks, Nevada, but Nevada fumbled twice, by the way, recovered both. They threw a pick. It didn't get reviewed. I mean, it's just, just despicable stuff. The, Nevada's quarterback, 14 of 23 for 78 yards, 3.4 yards per attempt against New Mexico State. Yeah, I'm better than Bob's. Let me I'm, let's bet this right now. Yeah, get it in. Is there is there a four and a half out there? There is. All right, cool. Yeah, Bob's Nation. Come on, Spavital. And by the way, Nevada was number one in the nation in turnover margin last year. All right, here yeah. we go. Yeah, what's going on, guys? It's week zero, and this is minor mother effing nation. I just want to say that lightning delays suck. I mean, it threw our whole game plan out the window. We Never could regain our focus after the lightning delay and the mean green beat us again this season. And that's not the greatest way to 
start the season, but minor mother effing nation, we'll be back. We're going to shock the world and beat Oklahoma next week. You don't even need to take the 31 and a half for the 32. Miners, money line next week. We're going to shock the world. Let's go. Boom. All right, there you have it. Thanks for calling it. Blame the weather. Just before you bet UTEP money line, don't even need the points next week. Make sure there's no lightning delay because then UTEP will lose all of their focus. So, yeah, UTEP really missed Jacob Cowling. I mean, they're, they're, if you look at – we talked about that. Their offense was all explosiveness, and they didn't have them. But thank you for calling in. Sadly, no pizza party. But it's only week zero. Many more weeks to cover and rebound for Minor Nation. By the way, mean, the Mean Green – North Texas Mean Green – Little known fact that, well, I don't know if it's a little known fact, but a lot of people don't know this. Their nickname, Mean Green, Mean Joe Green, you know, the, the Hall of Fame defensive tackle. He played for North Texas and they were chanting his name in the stands and then it caught and they adopted the nickname, Mean Green. Um, I might be making that up, but I think that's I'll have to no, go to Google. Okay. Before we get out of here, we'll talk any lines that we think they're gonna, are going to move. Um, we just talked about Texas State next week but before we do that just a quick minute best call worst call bet regret best call i'm gonna go with my unders it's a really good clv this week and all of my unders came through we under in yukon north texas utep under new mexico state i was happy with all of those worst call oh it has to be i added hawaii late i said make vandy prove it to me and boy did vandy prove it there's a funny tweet that kind of went viral. Someone after Hawaii went up seven nothing. You gotta you gotta watch what you say. People get excited in week zero one, and uh, they were like something about this is just Vandy's treating this as a vacation embarrassment to the SEC. Hawaii's gonna roll. Then <laughs> the final score was sixty three to ten. And bet regret was uh, taking a shower at the time that I did. You best call worst call bet regret. Oh, best call is going to be Vanderbilt. I mean, even when I wrote it up for Action Network and, you know, I had six and a half in my back pocket, I started writing it up midweek and the number got all the way up to eight and a half, nine. That was an absolute trouncing. And I don't know who that Vanderbilt offense was the first three drives. Uh, but after that, Wright figured it out. Vandy offense figured it out. And I think we've, we are seeing just how young and inexperienced this Hawaii roster was that showed up for the remainder of the game. So Vanderbilt there as the best call, the worst call. Hey, you know, I had Nebraska. I fully believe that this offense was good enough to cover up all of these other holes because I believed in Mark Whipple taking over the offense didn't really let me down. The rest of the team did and not handicapping the rest of the team from special teams and defense defense just got ran over probably the worst call of the day. And then the bet regret, we talked about it on the podcast. We said we were going to make bets on it, but that UConn, Utah State under just because of, you know, the fact that the one lone strength that UConn had was a secondary. The the fact that Utah State was, you know, not going to be as explosive as they were the year before. We wanted to take the under and I didn't get it in and I didn't have any money on it. And it it, it was an easy under. U- Utah State, by the way, got absolutely gashed in the, the Rundy by UConn. Carter was going bananas. That is... Uh... A scary thing to have happened to you with a trip to Tuscaloosa looming. Before we get out of here, appreciate everyone listening. And as I said before, we'll be back. 959-BED-BEAT, by the way, and it's in my profile on Twitter. So during the week, could be a preseason NFL game. I don't care. Call them, bitch. We'll, we'll find a way to, to get you on somewhere. But especially college football and the weekdays, that's when most people call in on the island game. So I look forward to hearing from all of you. But we'll be back with our group of five guys who went 4-0, by the way, in their picks this week, killing it. 
We will be back on Thursday with a loaded week one preview. So make sure you check those out. Uh, but before we get out, Colin, we're going we're to be covering all of next week ahead of the first game. So we, we don't have to go any, go into anything in depth. But is there anything that you think is going to move? Anything worth grabbing now besides uh, the bobs we talked about? Yeah, I think going down the list here, uh, West Virginia pit, the, the backyard brawl. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see traders on six and a half, seven and a half on, on, on the side, but really the total. I think the total is going to come down even farther. You and I talked about it uh, a ton in the preseason podcast uh, about how slow this Pittsburgh offense is going to be. And so I think that under is going to keep creeping down. And then Purdue, Penn State, I would expect that to close at four. Uh, I, it's sitting on a really juice three. There's some three and a halves out there. You know, this is a game that I make uh, Penn State by six. There's some holes on, on Purdue's roster that I think we'll talk about in the podcast, but that's one that I believe is going to move. So we'll see how those turn out, but those are the two that come. And then I don't know what to do with Minnesota, New Mexico State. I was extremely impressed Under. with New Mexico State stuck, but the number, I make it 37 and I can see some market money coming in at, at, at DraftKings and Westgate. We're, we're off 37 and down to 36. So I'm guessing people are going to read the box score and want to take New Mexico State in this game. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see because I got to see how fast Kirk Sirock is going to run this Minnesota offense and, and if they want to go in blowout mode. Uh, so anyways, that that's another one there that, that I've got my eye on. Under, under, under. New Mexico State's going to be an under team. Yeah, I agree with you on the – Pit under and Texas State. The rest, make sure you tune into Action App, actionnetwork.com. You'll have previews all week, but most importantly, our podcast later in the week. And by the way, our debut of our weekly Saturday morning show, Big Bets on Campus Live, will be this Saturday ahead of the week one slate, probably 10 30 a.m. Eastern on Twitter. So make sure you check out that link. Uh, Mitchell, if we have any giveaways for people leaving five star reviews, throw out some names and info how to reach out all right you got it stuck five winners this week we've got great podcast with the reviewer husker 11 cs proud citizen of degen nash from johnny lfk colin and stuck are the best from yanks fan 109 great insight from dr van nostren and finally bribe Talking shit about the Stetson Bennett Heisman love from Brett from Con033. So, all you guys email me at podcasts at actionnetwork.com or DM me at oldboyunclemitch to claim your prize. And thanks for listening. If you want to be on that list, all you got to do is leave a five star review. I don't care what you say, just leave a five star review. And if you've already left a review, I've already seen a couple of you guys do this. Grab someone else's phone, your friends, your moms, your girlfriends, your ex-girlfriends. I don't care. Appreciate all your support. This is the time that those things really help us out. It's time for us to go get cracking onto this week one card, and uh, with which doesn't have Nebraska, Colin, so we're off to a good start already. Nebraska on a bye. But I uh, hope everyone had a profitable week's year. And if you didn't, shake it off. We're on the week one, baby. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out. Peace out.